And a pleasant good afternoon to you wherever you may be, however you may be listening. This is indeed the Shukri Wright Show, 91.5 FM WMFO in Medford, Touch Free Farm Radio. Streaming nationwide on the TuneIn Radio app and globally on WMFO.org, wherever you may be, however you may be listening. Whether you're watching the show on the Twitter stream or you're listening to the show on the TuneIn Radio app or if you're in the broadcast territory of 91.5 FM WMFO, I appreciate you, as always, for tuning into the show as I'm here with you today for an hour. Usually I'm here for two hours, typically. But I'm here for an hour today. I was my my slot was usually um, in the morning from 8 a.m. to 10 a.m., which started last week. But today, the due to the schedule change, just, just only for today only, the show is currently on live right now until 7 p.m. So if you want to call into the program, you can. The phone lines are open at 855-915-WMFO, 855-915-9636 is the number to call in. Seriously. Can anybody honestly tell me what the hell has happened over the last week? Anybody? Because the last time that I was here a week ago, it just seemed like we were all just getting ready for what was going to be a pretty eventful yet exciting fall winter of sports in New England. And things changed beginning the night of last week, Wednesday. Last week, Wednesday, September 21st, is where things begun to change. Not for the better, but for the worst. By now, you all know and are pretty familiar as to what exactly happened. Emil Odoka is suspended for an entire year. He is suspended for an entire year due to, at this point, (laughs) I think it's pretty clear. It's not just only because he was in a consensual relationship. That was one aspect. But as we begin to learn more and more about what exactly happened or what went on, it was pretty clear that Udoka went beyond the bounds that were set for him. And that's exactly how we're going to start the show because we're going to talk about it. I haven't been on the air since the story broke last week, Wednesday. It was a talking point in the city of Boston late last week. It's been a talking point since. And this is my first time being on the radio airwaves, having the opportunity to really share with you my full unadulterated thoughts. This may go beyond the typical 15 minutes I would have in a segment. But at this point, I don't even give a damn. I don't even give a damn as for how long it's going to take. But I got some stuff to completely unload. And I'm going to start right now. Let's start with the fact that, number one, I want Celtics fans everywhere to collectively breathe. Breathe in, breathe out. The world is not ending, and this team is still a championship contender. That's not an opinion. Let's start with the head coaching aspect of it all, first and foremost. We can agree that in the NBA, rarely, and I mean rarely, do you ever 
find a head coach that makes a world of a difference for a team, whether they win a championship or not, rarely. It's not always the norm. The NBA has always, if not for the longest period of time, been a player's league. By no stretch of the imagination am I downplaying or downsizing the importance of Ime Odoka and what in which the Celtics were able to turn around their season after getting off to an 18 and 21 start last year. He had a big role in that. There's no question. But to go from being championship contenders to suddenly uh, this team was not going to be a championship contender because of Udoka not being by, uh, at least on, on the bench is crazy. Let's stop right there, please. You look up and down this roster, they're still a championship team. Joe Mozilla, no question, is going to have his hands full because not only is he put or being thrust into a very difficult situation for any head, for any head coach that has no experience heck, being a head coach of an NBA team, let alone a team that has championship aspirations, he is going to be tested. And the test isn't now during training camp, by the way, ladies and gentlemen. The test is actually going to be come the regular season. Because this team is not going to go 82-0. They weren't going to go 82-0 anyway with Adoka on the bench. That's number one. They're still a championship team. Number two. And this is where I get into the meetup and potatoes of this matter. Ime Odoka has no one to blame but himself. By now, we're almost a week into this whole thing. We know more now, currently on Tuesday, September 27th, than we did on Wednesday, September 21st, or Thursday, September 22nd. That's a fact. We know now, we know a lot more now than we did back then. Ime Odoka did this to himself because there is no way, and this is probably going to be the most incendiary thing I I probably will ever say on this show or on these airwaves. You thought with your penis and it cost you dearly. You decided that your brain lied below south of the equator. Congratulations. It cost you not only you being the head coach of the Boston Celtics, but for damn sure, it may have actually cost you a coaching career, and the very least in the city of Boston. See, those that know me well know that I don't take very kindly stupidity. And this was stupidity at its purest form. It was. And it still is. I don't care if the relationship was consensual or not. It, I mean, it it doesn't matter in a sense of the re, whether if the relationship was consensual between the two people or not. What matters is you decided how you felt. You allowed your emotions to dictate your decisions. And as a leader, you failed. You failed. You failed those men inside the locker room because you thought that the pretty the pretty woman 
that was also working in the Boston Celtics organization was worth being the one that was going to be risked for. You risk your job, you risk your family, and you risk your career for. So understand that I'm coming down really harsh because you have to understand something as men. As men, we are we are taught and should be taught that you have to make decisions that are rational and that is not going to put other people in harm way. Especially when you have other people that are looking up to you. And that's why I am angry. Honestly. I am angry today about this situation even more so than I was a week ago, but for entirely different reasons now. My reasons for being angry and as angry as I am right now on these airwaves is because you decided that your desires were better for you than thinking about the bigger picture. Last week, for those who follow me on Twitter, Y'all saw me tweet, you don't crap where you eat. And that's exactly what, what Emei Odoka did. And it cost him. Financially, and it definitely for sure did a significant number in terms of his career. You ain't got to like what I got to say. But I'm going to tell you exactly how I really feel. Phone lines are open at 855-915-WMFO, 855-915-9636. It's the number to call in. And then thirdly, the other reason why we're talking about this and we're going to really get into the, into the meat and potatoes of this is because you had it lined up, meaning... You had a lined up in which you have the best young duo in the NBA at your discretion in Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. You had the number one defense that you built, that you instituted last season. You had it all there. You had it there. You had all of the ingredients of being a championship team. And you threw it away over lust. Like, in today's world, here's what separates the men from the boys. And I'm going to get real controversial here. What ultimately separates the men from the boys is the ability to be able to think clearly and not make decisions based upon lust. Now, no one is saying that we don't have desires, that we don't have carnal desires. That's not what this is. This is not what this is about. But when you are in a position of power that comes with responsibility, and when you don't live up to that responsibility, there's a heavy price to pay. 
Coach Edoka is exactly the prime example of what happens when you don't fulfill or take care of your responsibilities. And your responsibilities was to be a head coach and to be a leader of men. Yet somehow, you thought it would be a great idea to go fishing in the company pier. One of my Twitter followers said something last week that really caught my attention. And he's right. And I'm going to tell you, I'm going to paraphrase exactly what he said. When you go fishing in the company pair, when you're told not to go fishing in the company pair, this is what happens. And he's right. He's absolutely right. And this is exactly what Odoka did. He decided to stick his fishing rod inside the company pier. And all he got from it was a big fat L. And I'm sure the L is the size of a shipyard anchor sitting at the seafloor of the Boston Harbor. And that's and that is what it is right now. So now you have an organization that is reeling right now. That is in a state of where do we go from here? What do we do next? And it's because of one man, one man's decision. I made a video earlier today on Twitter, and I want to really expand on this even more. In which I basically was alluding to the fact that that Udoka essentially made a decision in which that he he said, you know, I'm going to do what I want to do. And that's and, and that's going to be that. And unfortunately, it cost him. It cost him. It may very well have cost him his job because there's no way in hell that he could possibly return back to the Boston Celtics after his year-long suspension is up. There's no way. But I'm going to move on to an even an even bigger topic of discussion that is absolutely important that I bring up. My heart absolutely hurts for the women who work for the Boston Celtics. And I'm going to tell you why. Because I have never in my life seen such a witch hunt for women who have worked extremely hard to get into the positions that they are in only for speculation Rumor and gossip to run rampant on Twitter the way that it did late last week. Speculating over who was the woman that was that was dating Coach Udoka. I said it then late last week, and I'll say it again now. I didn't give a rat's ass about who it was. That was completely irrelevant then, and it's still irrelevant now. It truly is. My heart breaks because no woman deserves to have their their pictures posted on social media and then have rumors circulating about them as to who it may have been. Meanwhile, don't you realize that some of these women may be actually be in relationships 
engaged or married, but no, for the hell of trying to find who is who is the evil witch in this situation, you decided that you needed to, to, to play the role of FBI on Twitter and go ahead and hurt people in the process. That in itself is not okay. So yes, my heart hurts for them because of that. I purposely made it a point last week and even throughout, even leading up until this very moment, that I made sure that I did not spread rumors. And the reason was very simple. I didn't know who it was, and it did not matter. But what mattered to me, and which I'm using my platform for, is the fact that people were innocently hurt. And that in itself is a grave evil that many people will never be able to live down. The number to call in is 855-915-WMFO. 855-915-9636 is the number to call in. It's now 622 sharp here in the greater Boston area. And we are going to take a music break coming up next we're going to talk about the Patriots and there was an excerpt from a podcast that caught my attention and I think this needs to be a point of discussion as to why the Patriots are where they are I got a lot of stuff on my chest today so if you tuned in to the show and you're planning on listening to the show from now to, to the end of it at 7 p.m., you pick a damn good day because I'm bringing it. Number, number to call in is 855-915-WMFO. 855-915-9636 is the number to call in. This is Shukri Wrights. You're listening to the 91.5 FM WMFO in Medford Tusk Free Farm Radio. A teenager learning the lingo. GOAT, G-O-A-T, acronym, stands for greatest of all time. As in spaghetti sandwiches for dinner? They're my fave. Dad, you're the GOAT. You don't have to speak teen to be a perfect parent. Thousands of teens in foster care will love you just the same. Visit AdoptUSKids.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt US Kids, and the Ad Council. Vicky, how you doing? How's the knee? It's coming along, doctor, but still some soreness. Well, let's see. You know, this soon after surgery, some pain is pretty normal. I was hoping to get more painkillers. The first round worked great. We're being very careful with those now. Prescription painkillers are opioids, same as heroin. It's easy to start taking them, not so easy to stop. Last year in America, an average of 40 people died from opioid abuse every day. Long-term addiction has become America's newest health epidemic. So no pills? Vicki, you're doing great. So let's try these anti-inflammatories plus your physical therapy. If the soreness doesn't continue to get better, give me a call. For opioids, the smaller the dose prescribed and taken, the better. Because even a few prescription painkillers can sometimes go a long, wrong way. A message from the American Academy of Orthopedic Surgeons and the Orthopedic Trauma Association. Visit orthoinfo.org slash prescription safety.
Just, uh, just, just, just hold this whole time. I'm gonna put you on hold, alright? Alright, hold on. Welcome back to the Sugar Wright Show on 91.5 FM WMFO in Medford's Touch Free Farm Radio, streaming nationwide on the TuneIn Radio app and globally on WMFO.org. The number to call in is 855-915-WMFO. 855-915-9636 is the number to call in to the show. And we do have a phone call on that that did come into the show while we were on break. So we're going to get to the call now. So we got Ricky in Charlestown. You're on the Sugar Wright Show 91.5 FM WMFO. What's going on, Rick? Yeah, you. I just want to get your opinion on uh, who do you think is going to get the starting job on Sunday uh, for the Patriots? Is this Hoyer going to get it? 
That's a great question because it's funny because I was actually going to talk um, talk about the Patriots during this uh, this segment. Uh, as far as who's going to get the starting job for Sunday, I'm actually I'm, I'm actually on Team Hoyer. I really am. If anybody else, it's got to be Hoyer because he's because of his knowledge of the offense. So, I think it's pretty safe to bet that Mac Jones is not going to play this Sunday. He's going to be out. He's going to miss multiple games due to this injury. So, right now, it looks like it, it may very well be Hoyer. And if that's going to be the case, then I would have no problems with it. And then uh, there's one other quick question that's uh, sure. on my mind. You know, if you've ever heard of like, when the Texas Rangers are in town playing, like, the New York Rangers, like, have you ever heard, like, you know, like, some of the guys on either team, like, reaching out to the other team, you know, grabbing dinner or something? Do they hang out or? I mean, I, I don't know much about that. It's not uncommon for NHL players to, to hang out with each other. But – it wouldn't surprise me if that was the case, but as far as it actually happening, like I, I don't know, it's preseason, so I do know that the Rangers are playing um, the Boston Bruins right now like, tonight at around seven at the Garden. But as far as like hanging out or whatnot, like right now, that I don't know. Yeah, you know, like the Texas Rangers, the MLB team. You know, if, like whenever they're in town to see, like you know, they're playing the Mets or something. Do they hang out with the? New York Rangers at all, no, you know? No, that that I don't know, and I, I appreciate you uh, calling into the oh, to the show. So I like, thank you so much, man. But I have no I nothing I don't know anything about that at all whatsoever. Um, a little bit of a strange question. I'm gonna be honest with you, it is. But I mean, I've heard that question before. But as far as as far as like them hanging out, like why why would I why would they hang out? I mean, just because they have the same team name doesn't mean that they're going to be like comrades like it's like basically if the san francisco giants are going to go hang out with the new york football giants like don't think that's really a thing don't think that's really a thing in sports (laughs) but that's neither here or there but for right now we're going back onto a regularly scheduled uh, program and we're going to talk about the Patriots during this segment because we're only here for another half hour um, but there was one thing that I did see on Twitter earlier that caught my attention, and, I, and it's worth talking about. So there was a bit of interesting insight that was um, that was shared on the GM Shuffle podcast from Michael Lombardi, who does a tremendous job um, covering the NFL. And I do think that this is something that we should spend a significant amount of time talking about. So... I'm going to read you the entire excerpt that that was posted by Mike Reese of ESPN, the Patriots reporter for ESPN. And this was what Mike Lombardi has said. And in, in, and in the, tw- the tweet itself, it said, I've never seen a New England team like this. It's so anti-Belichick, he says. But this is the entire quote in itself from the podcast. I'm going to just read it to you. Quote, New England is not doing anything they stand for. They want to avoid losing before they win. As much as I like Mac Jones, I thought Mac Jones would protect the ball and play smarter than he has played. Now he's hurt with the high ankle sprain. To me, he was in danger of either changing what he did or he is going to lose his job. 
You're not going to play in the NFL if you keep turning the ball over the way he was. You could say they don't have an offensive coordinator. They average 7.1 a play in the game. In two of the three games, they if they don't turn the ball over, they could be 3-0. and I'm not saying they're good. Don't get me wrong. But when you turn the ball over like I did, whether it's fumbles and interceptions and you allow the other team to have extra possessions and the other team has Lamar Jackson, you deserve to lose. I would disagree with your line saying Mike doesn't look good. I think he looks good other than he's making stupid mistakes. He's not good enough to overcome bad mistakes. Part of the allure for me with Mac Jones is that he was going to be a smart player. Protect the football at all costs. But he's playing out of control. What does he think he is? He's throwing the ball up for grabs. Seriously, you're not overly skilled. So when you're not overly skilled, you have to make up for it with good decisions, good placement. You can't hurt your team like he's been hurting his team. I've never seen a New England team like this. This is so anti-Belichick. It's so not who they are in that building. They just haven't been themselves. And you can say, well, they don't have an offensive coordinator. It's not the plays. It's the mistakes they're making in the game. You can blame it on the coaches all you want. I think that I think that's pretty naive if you want to do it. Think about it. They've had eight turnovers in three games. It's not just the interceptions. It's fumbles, too. They're not protecting the football. They're, they're 25th in the NFL in points scored. They're 10th in yards per play. So they move the ball. But why are they so bad? They're 31st in turnovers. They're 22nd in points allowed defensively. They're only 11th in yards allowed. Why? Because they're only 12th in creating turnovers. Everything goes right back to their ability to protect the football. It's as simple as it is, unquote. That was the entire excerpt from the GM Shuffle, GM Shuffle podcast with Mike Lombardi. And I thought that excerpt was so spot on. Let's go back to Sunday's game. And it's a, it was a game that I had the privilege to be at. Matt Jones throws three interceptions in this game. Two of them were just absolutely inexcusable. To the Mac Jones apologists that are out there, you can't win in the NFL turning the ball over. Even if you are an average quarterback at that, and a lot of people are beginning to compare Mac Jones to a young Chad Pennington in the early 2000s with the New York Jets. Doesn't have the strongest arm. He doesn't have the fiery fastball in all. But this is a guy, when he plays smart football, he can win you games. And here's the here's the problem with the New England Patriots so far in 2022. And also an even bigger reason why this, this particular point is so poignant and so important is because when you look at what the Patriots have been in the past, and I'm talking about even going back to last year, they had a solid defense. I mean, they, they they weren't world beaters by any stretch of the imagination, but they had a solid defense, a, a very good secondary at that. Now, 
They've gotten worse. Your best player on defense so far this season has been Kyle Duger. And that's not a shot at him. That's actually a pretty damn good development considering where he was and what he's becoming now in his Bill Belichick scheme defense. But back to the offense, back to Mac Jones. Because now it's becoming abundantly clear that Mac Jones is the problem right now for this offense. You win two of the first three games you play if you don't commit bad turnovers. It doesn't matter how good you are or what your skill level is in the NFL, but if you turn the ball over, you don't win. You just do not win. Go ask Patrick Mahomes in the AFC title game last year. Anybody who has watched some of the best of the best play in the NFL can tell you. You turn the ball over and and, and that team happens to have a superior quarterback, you're more times than not going to lose the game. That's just the harsh truth. The reality with Mac Jones right now, and yes, he's injured, and I'm willing to bet that he is, in fact, going to miss several weeks. How many exactly? It really does hinge upon the second opinion that he receives. It really does. We'll see how that goes. But he's not. He's definitely not playing on Sunday. He has a pretty severe ankle sprain. But as far as Mike, as Mike Jones's play is concerned, through the first three games, I really have not liked what I've seen. He's regressed. He's gotten worse. Whenever he's under pressure, it just seems like. He's trying to get rid of the ball faster, which in turn is leading him to making more dangerous throws down the field, which is leading him to turning the ball over via interceptions. And I think it goes back to the offensive line. The offensive line, when they're not blocking as well as they were last year up front, because they did take a step back this year so far, your quarterback is going to be scrambling constantly. He's going to be getting rid of the ball sooner than than what he would want to. Mac Jones is a quarterback that has to have about 85 to 90% of everything go right on the field. He is not good enough to improvise plays. That's just a fact. Let's not build him into something that he's not, at least as of yet. Who's to say how the rest of his NFL career will go? We don't know. But based upon what we've seen in year two, very alarming, very disappointing. And we can go down the rabbit hole and say, you know, you can blame Bill Belichick for for for, the, for how he built this team around Mac Jones, which is fair. But that's not my point right now. Right now, my point is the turnovers on offense have become a major issue. Even if Mac Jones comes back in a few weeks, it's pretty clear in my mind the issues for this offense, when you break it all down, comes back to making better decisions with the football. This was a Belichick team in the past. And when I say the past, I'm talking about even last year. This wasn't an offense that turned the ball over a 
ton via interceptions or even fumbles. I mean, Nelson Aguilar, I see you over there. This was a team that took pretty good care of the football. And for some reason, they've regressed. So as much as I want to sit here and rip Matt Patricia in terms of the play calling at times, I'm actually not going to blame him for this. It comes down to execution on the field. And when you don't have execution on the field, you lose. You just don't win games in the NFL. And that's where we are with Mac Jones. He has become a turnover machine right in front of our very own eyes. And the offense has suffered because of it. And and all of the issues surrounding Mac Jones does not come, come back to Kendrick Bourne and the lack of snaps that he's seen. Because if that was the case, then you have a pretty bad offense. There's no sugarcoating that fact. If you're concerning and you're crying and moaning about why isn't Kendrick Bourne getting the snaps, and I'm I'm of that boat who have complained about it before, but if your starting point is there with Kendrick Bourne and the lack of snaps that he's seen on offense, then know that your offense is not good to begin with. Phone lines are open at 855-915-WMFO, 855-915-9636 is the number to call into the show. Coming up next, we got one more segment here as we're here with you until 7 p.m. Eastern time. We're going to talk about the home run chase that has been in Major League Baseball surrounding one Aaron Judge and why this is such a big deal and how it actually impacted the Red Sox over the weekend. Thoughts on that and much more coming up next here on the Shukri Wright Show with yours truly, Shukri Wright, here on 91.5 FM WMFO in Medford. Oh, please, don't you rock my boat. Cause I don't want my boat to be rocking. Oh, please, don't you rock my boat. No, no. Cause I don't want my boat to be rocking. I'm telling you that.
Gotta love a little Bob Marley on a Tuesday night if you're driving home or you're pulling into your your garage or your driveway or whatnot. <laughs> you know, nice little Bob Marley tunes to get you relaxed and settled in for the evening as as perhaps it's been a long day for you. For me, it certainly has, but it's been a great day so far. Welcome back to the Shukri Wright Show, 91.5 FM, WMFO and Medford Tusfree Farm Radio, streaming nationwide on the TuneIn Radio app and globally on WMFO.org. Thank you for those who have tuned in to the show so far. I appreciate you as always as we are now in the home stretch officially of this radio program as we are here with you until 7 p.m. Eastern here on 91.5 FM, WMFO in Method, the number to call in is 855-915-WMFO, 855-915-9636 is the number to call into the show. As I figured that now would be a good time to talk about the weekend that was for baseball in terms of Aaron Judge in his pursuit of the Roger Maris's single season home run record for the American League which is 61. We all know that the baseball record is 73 of Barry Bonds. You know, you could put a little asterisk next to it. But 61 is a number that everybody is focused on surrounding Aaron Judge and the New York Yankees. And it's definitely something in which that even if you're not a Yankee fan, and for those of you that know me, know that that I am a diehard Yankee fan and have been a diehard Yankee fan for my whole life, this is something that's very much near and dear to my heart. But the reason why I'm actually going to talk about it on on Boston Radio Airwaves is because they just played the Red Sox over the weekend. <laughs> and it's not even so much as the win and loss as is concerned, but it's rather just the way that he's been pitched going into the weekend and even throughout the entire weekend and even last night. It's pretty clear to me that pitchers are either being aggressive or they're or they're making some really good pitches where Aaron Judge has not been able to do any substantial real damage. And here's what here's what's amazing about what he's been been doing. 
in the last 10 games, Aaron Judge is hitting 382. 382. And he's still leading in the American League batting race. Which makes it all the more impressive when you begin to think about the season that he's having. We all know that he's in pursuit of the Roger, Roger Maris single-season home run record for the American League. We all know that. But what he's doing outside of that, hitting for average, has got to be one of the most remarkable aspects as to why this is so much fun to watch and why this is truly something that I think every baseball fan, whether you love the Yankees or not, even, even if you're a Red Sox fan, should really pay attention to because this is history. You don't see this every year. Baseball has not had a Triple Crown winner since 2012 when Miguel Cabrera last did it with the Detroit Tigers. Aaron Judge could be the first and perhaps just the second in the last, what, 60-plus years to do it. 65 years. Only two in the last 65 is going back to 1967 when Red Sox legend and Baseball Hall of Famer Carl Yastrzemski did it. There's only been two. That was Miguel Cabrera and Aaron Judge has an opportunity to potentially do that. But this entire weekend, it just seemed like that it wasn't as if that the Red Sox were pitching around him. He pitched to him, by and large part. And Alex Cora, the manager of the Red Sox, and I give him a lot of credit because he said that we weren't going to pitch around him, we were going to pitch to him. They did. But here's the thing. With that, I've also noticed that there have been pitches to hit that Aaron Judge has been able to crush out of the ballpark at times this season. But the problem is he just hasn't launched it over the wall. He's still hitting. I can't remember a time in which that the home player is getting booed for hitting line drive doubles into the gap. Like, how many games have, have, have many of you watched over the last several days? Nationally, or whether it was Apple Plus TV, I, I watched a pretty significant amount of games. I mean, I mean, yeah, I'm a Yankee fan, but... But I watch because I want to see history made. I've watched a significant amount, right? And the thing that has struck me the most is that when the Yankees were at home, because right now they're in Toronto, they're about to play in about 15 minutes at Rogers Center in Toronto, which is which is going to be nationally televised on TBS is that when he would hit those singles or those screaming line drive doubles or triples into the gap, it's not like he's not getting booed, but there's like that, yay, oh, like disappointment, like but reluctancy to cheer. That's basically what it is. And I just think that it is absolutely astounding to watch because how often is it that you want a player to hit a home run, but he ends up hitting an extra extra base gapper somewhere in the outfield? Doesn't happen often, right? <laughs> but it happened over the weekend. It's been happening a lot at Yankee Stadium. And even though last night Aaron Judge did pick up another hit, 
you could tell if you watch the game that even the fans in Toronto, they want to see history. Who knows? Maybe tonight could be the night. Maybe tonight could be the night that Aaron Judge hits home run number 61 to tie Roger Maris' single-season record in the American League. But let's face it. There are pitchers that are going on that mound, whether they're a starter or they're a reliever, in all likelihood they do not want to be the guy that gives up home run number 61. That's that's why this is so fascinating. Anytime you get close to like a, a significant milestone like this, you don't want to be the guy that gives it up. But the reality is that someone is going to give it up at some point. And it won't be because Aaron Judge just swings and misses, which has not been the case. But it will be because that he has not been able to you know, hit the ball over the wall, like just go yard. And that's the irony of this all. It feels like he's been in a slump, but he has not been in a slump. As I said earlier in the segment, he's hitting 382 during these last 10 games. So he's hitting for average. But because everybody's waiting for home run number 61, Sometimes it may lead you to think whether he's pressing or not. I personally think that he might be pressing a little bit. And the reason is because history, what it means. And Aaron Judge has handled pressure all season long to the upteenth degree in terms of excellence. He's been excellent. This is his walk year. There's no question in my mind that when you when you begin to think about all the factors as to what makes this year potentially so damn special, this is his contract year. He's going to be the biggest free agent in Major League Baseball in which that <laughs> in which that if the Yankees don't re-sign him to a long-term deal, he's going to be the biggest fish out there. And frankly, I do think Aaron Judge is going to win the American League MVP. The fact that people are even asking is like, can we stop with the foolishness? Let's just stop with the stupidity with, well, he doesn't pitch. Shohei Otani pitches. I'm sorry, number one. Shohei Otani has been, has not even been in the playoff picture. His team has not even been in the playoff picture since what? Since since effing June? Meanwhile, the Yankees have had the best record of baseball for a long, significant stretch of the season up until the second half. And even when the Yankees have struggled, he's been the reason why that team stayed afloat. And they're having a pretty good September. That's not even debatable at this point. So with that being said, who knows? Maybe tonight we'll find out in the next half hour, does Aaron Judge go yard in this first at-bat? That remains to be seen. It's going to be really fascinating, I tell you, ladies and gentlemen. I, for one, plan to watch. I will be watching on my phone as I make my way home. Because, <laughs> like, let's face it, let's be honest. Everybody who's a sports fan is waiting for this to happen. That's just the bottom line. 
It's now 6.58 p.m. Eastern Time. It's time for me to wrap up this bad boy. It has been a blast to be back on the air with you, albeit for an hour. But I'll be back on with you later on, if not next week. But follow me on Twitter at ShukriWrites, at S-H-U-K-R-I-W-R-I-G-H-T-S. ShukriWrites is where you can follow me on Twitter. And for those who follow me on TikTok, know you can also follow me there with that same handle as well. So with all of that being said, it is time for me to say adios because I'm at that point. I'm ready to go home. I'm ready to kick my feet up, relax, eat some dinner, get ready for tomorrow. And I hope you are going to do the same as well. There is going to be another show coming on after this one as well. So stay tuned for that. They are already here. They're in the hallway waiting patiently. So it is time for them to shine. This is Shukri Wright signing off saying peace out you have been listening to the shukri right show 91.5 fm wmfo in medford touch free farm radio good night everybody later Walk real slow Imagination running 